Audio Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, reacting to a big Cowboys win, 31-14. Late last night, I had Glenn Stretch Smith on. He was also on Channel 8, uh, WFAA-TV in Dallas-Fort Worth area, reacting to this Cowboys win. And, uh, Stretch, I tell you, it's um, I, I think a lot of Cowboys fans are still in a little bit of shock, a little bit amazed at the, not that they won so much, as the dominant fashion in, in, in how the Cowboys won. And I think it's given them a completely different kind of feeling heading into this San Francisco game. Do you sense that as you kind of make your way around Parker County and all the back roads? That uh, that there's a little bit more pep in everybody's step today. Oh, it, it, there's no question about it. I went up to the went up today and had a little lunch in uh, in, in Weatherford, and I, you know you 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 see everybody that that uh, everybody that's there has a, a entirely different look on their face. I mean, I mean it really is. It's amazing. If you don't think this isn't a Dallas Cowboys really state you're you're uh you're you're sadly mistaken i mean i i went back and looked at it again today and i mean you make a great point and 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 that's that you know it's not that they beat an eight and nine you know tom brady quarterback team it's how they beat them it's that defensively physically they they being the tampa bay buccaneers got a beat down and i how they tackled, how the Cowboys, I mean, it was a violent game, and they, you could tell it had a playoff feel to it, and you could tell there were guys flying around out there. And I'm saying, you know, guys that we haven't talked about all year, I mean, Okuamu and, you know, really you, you had uh, Bohanna on the, on the, you know, he, he had taken, he was inactive, um, there were Carlos Watkins. There were guys who really we hadn't called a lot on this year that were absolutely, I mean, had their motor cranked up. And they they went to Tampa and kicked that team's arse. And there there is no other way to put it other than that. It was a physical beatdown from the Cowboys' defense. And then, you know, how they played offensively, obviously, you know, if the quarterback doesn't turn the football over, you, know, you 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 saw what the Cowboys can do, and I think it does. It gives it an entirely different feel. You know, Dak. We've talked about these interceptions uh, in this game. Like you said, he took care of the ball, and it, it almost seemed like once he settled in after those first two series. I mean, he was uh, stretch. He was twenty five after those first three incompletions. The rest of the way, it was like 25 of 30 for whatever, over 300 yards, all the touchdowns, and he ran for that one. Do you sense that this guy is almost a little different when he gets to run the football? And in a sense, the team feeds a little bit off of it when they see their quarterback sort of leading the way, maybe even being willing to take on you know, uh, some some hits and, and dive forward. It just seems to – that seems to have kind of a galvanizing impact on the rest of the offense. Well, and I think – I mean, I think 
like you know, like I was saying earlier, I mean, I think the game had a different feel because it was a playoff game. It had a different feel, you know, on, on a lot of different areas. But I got to, you got to give, you know, you got to give Kellen Moore a lot of credit. Uh, he, you know, he's taken some heat uh, this year at times for, you know, it, you know, feeling like he's almost out there interviewing for a job instead of just doing the job that he's got. Um, I thought the game plan played right into what, you know, Dak was doing and or really his strengths, what he can do. And uh, the fact that they kept trying to run the football into eight and nine man fronts, they just said they were not going to let that deter them from, from running the ball. So no question that was, again, as impressive a game as I've seen the Dallas Cowboys play in a long, long time. I mean, really long time. It, it was a, it was good to watch, you know, I go back and think about it. It was good to watch them come into the stadium and you saw a CD walk in. And I mean, it felt like they were there on a business trip. They were there to accomplish going to the second round of the playoffs. And that's exactly what they did. And they did it with an exclamation point. Talking to Glenn Stretch-Smith the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we'll see what Dan Quinn has in store for Brock Purdy. Stretch, when you think about a young quarterback like that, he's 6-0. and He has yet to lose a game as a starting quarterback for the 49ers. And I, but I have to think that Quinn who really made Tom Brady look bad last night with the defense, the disguises, everything that he used. I have to think Dan Quinn will have a lot in store for a young quarterback like Brock Purdy. I mean, that was a – I would just say this is a different Cowboys team than what the 49ers saw in the Seahawks. How how could you see uh, Quinn deploying this defense against a young, inexperienced quarterback like this? Well, I, I mean, I do think that I think what you saw last night was a Cowboys front that was getting after it. They were mixing in some A-gap blitzes at times to get to Brady. I think you saw Quinn say, you know what, we're going to make these throws harder throws. We're going to take these inside slants away. We're going to play heavy. We're going to play heavy inside uh, inside leverage on these slot receivers, I could absolutely see him doing that. And uh, I think the thing to me that's uh, a little more telling, and and, and I I was thinking about this earlier, is, you know, uh, Shanahan was Quinn's offensive coordinator when he took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. So there is some familiarity there with what Shanahan does with his protections with what he does with his hot reads, I could see the Dallas defense really, really taking uh, a giant step forward again and going and saying, you know, we, 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 all we hear about is how physical San Francisco is and how some teams punch you. San Francisco tries to knock you out. You know what? I could see Dallas going in there. And now that they've had this kind of this, this, uh, you know, this playoff monkey kind of taken off of their back. I could see them going and giving who I think is the best team in the NFL right now all they want in, in, in San Francisco uh, Sunday at 530. 
Isn't that amazing that you, the best team in the NFL has a quarterback this inexperienced? And I think that says a lot about the coaching staff. It says a lot about the talent around him. But that is fascinating to me. One of the, the worries that, that we all have right now is uh, the, the kicker. Uh, you are someone that's been kind of up and down on Bones Fossil. John Bones Fossil, the Cowboys' lovable special teams coach. And I, even today, there were some things that he said that I, I, I thought, man, Stretch needs to hear this. And it had to do with, he called it cool, and he said sometimes he, he, you know, he looks forward to this part of the game working with the psychological aspect with the kicker and that, that Bones is kind of excited to try to bring Maher back into a rhythm. Stretch, if, if, if some of the coaches you've served under over the years, would they be having tryouts this week? Or do you think the thing oh. to do here is to try to, you know, revive him and, and hope that he snaps back into it? Well, you got to try to revive him and hope he snaps back into it. Yes, would be the answer that that some of the guys that I worked with d- didn't have the patience with that. I don't know if you happened to see Emmett Smith last night, but he, Emmett was like, "You have one job to do: kick that ball between those two pipes. That's the only job you got to do." And you could tell. I mean, that's how frustrated uh, uh, he was as a Cowboys fan. Can you imagine? how it used to be, you know, when, when Switzer would kind of call everybody up right there at the end, and then we'd put the heat on that guy to try to make three field goals and everybody would be standing around squirting water on him and everything else. So I, I'm sure Bones Fossil is going to put on his, uh, you know, he's going to put on his, his doctor's uh, uh, hat and he's going to set him on the couch and try to get some couch time with him to get him out of a, out of what is a really, a really bad case of the yips. I mean, you saw him miss the first two. He pushed them right, and then it yeah. was like a golfer who just hooded the face of the club and just yanks it to the left. So, yeah, yeah. he he's got his work cut out for him by mentally trying to get to this kicker. Christy Scales had the story today <clears throat> that apparently they call those K balls the kickers. You know, they like to have their own special kicking balls and and, uh, get them scuffed up the right way, that two of those kicks were so bad that two of the three Cowboys K-balls ended up missing the net and going into the stands, and whoever's in charge of the game operations people to go get the ball, they couldn't get it back. And so at one point, the Cowboys were down to one K-ball. Stretch, and we're gonna have to. We're gonna. They didn't know exactly where they were gonna come up with another one. I thought you would like that. They were. They had some yeah, pinball issues. <laughs> I mean, that's great. Great work by Christy Scales, and I'm sure that uh, Bucky and Mike McCord have got a few of those balls, and they probably got them out there under. You know, they got them underwater in some creek over there in Frisco, trying to get them loaded up so they, <laughs> so they have that K feel to them. So. Yeah, yeah, great work, Christy. That's 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 awesome. All right, one I, I had I found this quote I wanted to share with you from Bones Fossil. He said, "To be honest with you, as a coach, I kind of live for these moments to play more psychologist than coach to help guys bounce back. We all share the same agonies on bad days or bad calls. 
this will be a really cool week. About that time, Mosley, did he, did, he, did he open his desk drawer and kind of take one of those clear Ziplocs and eat some of those mushrooms that he's growing out back? Because that's, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a psychedelic experience. Like a like a little peyote or something like that. Uh, talking to Glenn Stretchsmith, uh, former Cowboys scout and coach on the Matt Mosley Show, part of the ESPN Central Texas family over the years. And uh, I, I got to say, Stretch, the uh, you were a little bit. Uh, you had a, a lot of passing grades and A's across the board last night on the Doomsday Podcast, but you were concerned maybe about some things in the secondary. Bland got burned for one touchdown, and then uh, Rhodes, who they, they ran in there uh, to play in his first game with the Cowboys, boy, he he looked slow and looked like he couldn't run, and he was beaten for a touchdown that uh, Brady and Evans did not connect on. Uh, how much concern do you have about these cornerbacks as they uh, as they get ready to head into San Fran? Yeah, it's a real concern. I mean, when you think about, you know, Samuel and Ayuk and who, who they're going to have to line up against, it, it is a concern. That is the one, I think that's the one red flag for me. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, I'm hoping that Dallas can kind of get it figured out here. Uh, you know, Bland is, I think, is a really good player. But when they go into nickel situations, I mean, you got to put that good guy inside because he's, in a sense, he's got a two-way go, uh, you know, with that with that slot nickel guy. So uh, I know I hope it's something that they can get worked out. But I do think right now that's that that is the Cowboys' weakness is that other corner where they lost Brown and they lost Lewis, and you know they're kind of trying to piece mill it together right here. Um, and and I think the bottom line is that you you can look at it two ways. And from a good standpoint, it's going to cause the Cowboys to have to say, you know what, we got to get to Brock Purdy. And 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 if you can pin your ears back and go get after him like they did last night, I think you can see this Dallas defense carry over what what you saw was a, was a whipping on Monday Night Football. All right. Well, I tell you, always uh, good to catch up with you. And I wanted you to know your former uh, – broadcasting uh, co-host is on another cruise he is on a boat somewhere right now probably out there listening to us and uh i think uh, went into cozumel and uh is uh is out there on the high seas as we speak so may have i don't know if we what yeah yeah mosley i'd say uh That'd be a sight for sore eyes. Him out there on the high seas, trying to hold those chips down in a basket as the as the waves kind of roll over the love boat. That's a. I appreciate you sharing that visual with me. That's gonna that's gonna really you know propel me into having a big night. <laughs> the waves over the love boat. Do you remember? Could you could you hum a few bars of the love boat? Na, 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 Love na, na, exciting na, na. and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Absolutely. <laughs> sure, I can sing it. Who was your favorite character on the Love Boat? Did you like Isaac? Oh, Captain Stubing. Did you Stubing. like the doctor? Captain Stubing. Who? Oh, really? Captain Stubing. Oh, I no question. 
who who's well, welcome who, aboard out there, Mosley. I can, you know, I could see you. You, I could see you taking one of those one of those trips on. You know, you get you'd have a pair of those Tommy Bahama short longs and one of those drinks with about four umbrellas in it. I could see you. I could see you sashaying around on the deck of that boat. I think we were on the Mardi Gras when I was a kid, and uh, they were about ready to. Uh, Put that one out to pasture. The Mardi Gras, the carnival, <laughs> that thing had had probably gone a little too long and had not had a lot of updates on it. But I did win the ship ping pong championship and still have the trophy somewhere in. I thought you were going to tell me it was the shuffleboard, Mosley. I'm disappointed. I wanted it to be shuffleboard. <laughs> no, I'm more of a ping pong player. But the thing I remember, those things have some theaters. You can go see a movie in those old boats and everything. You just go in there, and I'm trying to think what I might have seen. Might have gone in there and, and uh, drive. It might have been like driving Miss Daisy or something like that. Trip, trip to that Bountiful. Sounds like COVID waiting to happen. That sounds like COVID waiting to happen, Mosley. Is this segment almost over? Can you have Aaron hit the damn button? Let's get. Let's we, go on. I think I don't think I think we've gone to commercial and you and I are just talking now. Nobody can hear us. <laughs> Stretch, I appreciate it. Always entertaining and uh we'll we'll talk to you soon and good luck uh boy to the Cowboys. That's gonna be fun. Sunday afternoon at five thirty against those forty niners. See you, brother. <laughs> There he goes, off into the night. Glenn Stretch-Smith joining us to uh, to go over a few things from that Cowboys game. And 